0: salam and welcome to another TMV podcast brought to you by The Muslim Vibe. As always, I'm your host, Salim Qasim. And on this week's podcast, um, we're joined again by Sister Barak Hussein from Ottawa and Canada. Um, so we actually, so, so, so for those of you who have listened to the podcast for some time, um, Sister Barak is a psychotherapist, I believe, and a counsellor. I apologise if I got her title wrong um but she she deals with um mental health related issues um and is a counselor at the university in ottawa. i can't remember the name of the university um and we've had her on several times in the past and we've discussed uh, all sorts of mental health related um issues we've taken questions from our audience um and this week actually is a is a world's first on the t m v podcast um so what we did was We had the conversation um, and it was an Instagram live. So for those of you who follow us on Instagram, you would have seen us actually having this conversation on Instagram. Um, We had some questions that people had sent in. Um, Obviously, we just had like a normal chat, but then also people were able to kind of interact as we went along. So um, sometimes you'll kind of hear us reacting to things that have been written, which obviously you can't see. Um, But I mean, hopefully you'll kind of get it. As I said, we, we, we thought we'd try something new. I quite liked it. it was quite nice to have this interactive approach and and see people kind of reacting in real time to things that are said because sometimes i'll i'll be in a conversation on a podcast and be like oh my god that was an amazing point um but i don't have any gauge of like if people are on the same wavelength as me and whatever else whereas there was one point near the end of the podcast where um she said something that was like really profound and everyone was just checking emojis and saying oh my god that was amazing like great point whatever and i was i was thinking the same thing and it's just refreshing to kind of see that like the audience and and people listening are also um vibing with what's being said um so yeah uh so we spoke about or this podcast we're, we're discussing kind of um mental health specifically in the era of coronavirus um and how to deal with everything uh, from anxiety to kind of overthinking, um, you know, how to overcome negative thoughts, how to deal with family members and friends that might not be taking it seriously. And um, yeah, I, I mean, really, really interesting conversation. I think there's a lot of practical takeaways as well, um, uh, crammed into the kind of 45 minutes to an hour that we discussed. Um, so yeah, check it out. Here's my conversation with Sister Barack Hussein. Salam barak. Thank you very much for for joining us on this uh, podcast slash Instagram live, first of its kind, um, groundbreaking at The Muslim Vibe. Thank you for for being a part of this. Um, and so, it's
1: part of uh, our lunch and learn from here at this time because it's during my lunch break <laughs> it, right it,
0: now. It's, it's lunch for you in Canada, but it's slightly later in the day. Um, so someone just said introduce yourself. So I guess for those who haven't... Um, I guess, seen me on any of the videos. My name's Salim. I'm the chief editor of Muslim Vibe. Um, and I'm joined by Sister Barak from um, Ottawa. Uh, do, would you want to kind of introduce yourselves, Give give, us, give the audience a little bio? Sure.
1: So my name is Barack Hussein. I'm a registered psychotherapist at a local university here in Ottawa, the capital of Canada. And I work at a medical clinic offering psychotherapeutic services for our clients there. So I work with both local as well as international students. And we do one-on-one therapy. We do workshops as well. And we've actually gone virtual right now. So we're, st- we're still working full time right now as we speak, wow. but virtually virtually. Alhamdulillah. So we've continued offering our services because no, I'm not Obama, but yeah, I, always that <laughs> joke comes in, Barack Hussein. Interesting how he's got the same first and middle name there. Uh so anyhow, so the work the work we do um right now at the whole university has gone virtual, or the classes and most of our services. So we've continued Offering our therapeutic services. So this is what I do from my day job 9 to 5 outside of my 9 to 5 job I do a lot of mental health advocacy. So alhamdulillah I've been very blessed to go all over the world really from Australia down to the States uh, Everywhere um, including in Iraq as well. So I've done a lot of middle. I mean not Middle Eastern a lot of mental health wellness advocacy so whether it's workshops lectures and of course work with the Muslim vibe for the last few years I guess i'm an honorary member yeah, of the muslim no, vibe team, team we've, mate, yeah
0: we've done we've done quite a few podcasts now i think we've discussed like a variety we, of mental done, health yeah. related things um and i think Come to be down. honest they've always gone down really well and, and been well received because like especially when we first started out with the muslim vibe one of our aims was looking at um, mental health and approaching it in like a in a holistic but also like a muslim way if that makes sense um because yeah, often perspective yeah. oftentimes it's kind of done in a um it's either one or the other and we've had this whole conversation as well on the podcast i think a couple of years ago um so yeah so even with i I mean the current situation that we find ourselves in with coronavirus i think um it's it's one thing that i've 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 come to realize that i think one of the biggest fallouts from all of this is going to be the the mental health side of things um and isolation and quarantine for the elderly the young everybody um people Mm -hmm. are going to struggle. Like, i I mean o- on a very personal level i'm a I'm a very social person I like to be out the house I like to meet people I like to see my friends and it's been two weeks going on two years now I guess I can't I've lost track of <laughs> I've lost track of time um with everything that's, that's happening it. um yeah. and, and it's it, I, I it's not easy and I think it's only gonna get worse like I'm blessed that I live currently with my parents and I have my wife my kid and you know i I, I see good. other people and and you know we have Uh, enough space in the house that we're not like all kind of falling over each other constantly but i think it's going to be a huge problem um in in the coming weeks and months And, and and people already have a lot of issues and problems so we wanted to have like a quick discussion um answering some questions that people have sent in but then also just talking about how to cope with mental health um amidst everything that's going on um so I think to I think if we can jump in with a couple of questions that we've already had. Um, Go for it, yeah. Uh, so so we put out something on our Instagram story, and and um, someone the first question that came in, the first two in fact were, were quite similar. So I'll, I'll put them both to you, and you can tell me what you think. Um, so the first question says, "How do we stop overthinking whilst in quarantine? I find it hard to control my thoughts." Um, and the second one says, "I can't escape the real world anymore. Even with novels, it's not scary, just tiring." Um, so I, I, feel like there's definitely, um, something to be said about, about, uh, being stuck in our own heads right now, because we're like physically confined to a particular place. Um, our, our imagination and our minds are running wild. Um, and it can be quite scary to, to sometimes have all the noise of the real world drowned out. Um, so I, I guess, yeah, like, how would you address those two?
1: Well, first of all, it's to validate that this is normal, what we're experiencing, right? That, that what we're experiencing, like we've heard over and over again, <clears throat> is not the norm. This is something new for us, unprecedented. You know, one of those overused words these days. <laughs> yeah. And it, it truly is. But we also have to ac- accept that this is abnormal and it's a new norm that we have to kind of get used to. So there, there was this really great article that, we, that was circulated around uh, with the counselors at my work and it talked about grief. Um, and a, a colleague actually sent that and, uh, we can see your, uh, sorry, staples. sorry. I,
0: I was just trying to pin <laughs> a comment on there, but we're good now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> so, so, uh, The idea here is with this article, and this was from a professor who had experienced poverty, who've experienced war torn crisis, uh, natural disasters, that kind of thing. And so the perspective of that article was talking about hey, you know what? We're going through a grieving process right now. Mm. And I I really connected to that as a therapist, but also as, as. somebody who's dealing with this like everybody else and a lot of my clients I it resonated with their circumstances so basically the idea here is when you are experiencing a crisis or some kind of something traumatic or, or anything that is out of the norm like this it's a loss we're experiencing a loss in this as well we have lost the contact of friendships which is what you said right away I'm a social person I need to go out but I'm being stuck here Right? Mm. Alhamdulillah, I'm blessed in my environment but you're also aware that you're not interacting with people the same way. So we've lost that. Perhaps a lot of us have lost our, our jobs, right? have lost contact with outside of the home. There's a loss of connection with people. The list goes on in terms of what we have lost. We've lost perhaps um, canceling big events, whether it could have been a wedding, it could have been majalis, it could have been events at our local mosques, our centers, just any type of events, big sports events, right? conferences, workshops, all of these kinds of things are put on hold and cancelled right now. Yeah. So because this is happening right now, we also have to address this part that, yes, you know what? We've lost this. This is would part you, of our grieving process. So,
0: yeah, I, I was just about to ask, would you so far as to go to call it uh, actual grief that we are experiencing and need to need to deal with?
1: Well, grief, as we've spoken before, I believe you and I have spoken about this before. I'm sorry if I don't remember everything that we've said. This is the problem. You're going
0: to start quizzing (laughs) me on all the conversations we've had.
1: No, no, no. But this is also (laughs) to remind ourselves of the conversation, right? That loss is not necessarily just a death, which is something we're also experiencing a lot these days as well. But loss doesn't necessarily mean just death. It could mean, like we said, a loss of a job, uh, a divorce in a family, a loss of a friendship, a loss of moving away, et cetera, et cetera. So any type of loss can be grieved as though it is a death, similar to that. And there's a a process in that, right? So the first part is what we've experienced the last two to three weeks, which is shock and denial, right? Right. And so I'm going to get to the part of answering those questions about the thoughts, because it's related to this, right? So we need to understand this first. So shock and denial at first, like, wow, is this really happening? It's taking us almost the last two weeks to come to the realization that, oh, this is not just a passing thing next week, or we're going to get on as normal after that. This is actually something that is now here to stay. So the last two, three weeks, we've been trying to figure out how serious is this? following some of the guidelines or not because some people are still going on as though nothing has happened and this is a danger this is why you're hearing people everywhere especially our health professionals stay at home Mm -hmm. and if you are going out to take the precautions right so let's get back to this grieving part so the loss the last two weeks has been a loss we are now okay we are understanding that this is going to be in the long term kind of thing and we are now here at home, either working from home or lost a job, or we're stuck at home with people, let's say, we don't want to be with, right? It could be a situation of toxic, abusive relationships, or people who actually were out of the house felt safer outside of the house than in the house, right? So there's these circumstances as well. And people who are not being able to provide for their families as well. So the reality is hitting us now. What am I gonna do? This is actually gonna be happening. I was joking with you earlier about how my workspace has been a mess the last two, three weeks because I had to jump into virtual work into my uh, like works table or just my table at home office, which has been a mess the last mm. few months. And I only got a chance to actually do something about it yesterday, three weeks into the crisis. And so I was able to finally accept the situation, so to speak and say, all right, I gotta do this. And now I can proudly show off my workspace. So this is just one example is that we've come to the realization of this is happening now, what do I do? There, there comes also a phase where it's the anger anger frustration phase and I think this is where we're, we're heading into now after coming to that full realization this is where our thoughts are coming in right now yeah. so the continuous negative and just overthinking and this is normal everyday stuff that we deal with in terms of just overthinking what we need to get done our assignments or our schoolwork if you're students deadlines at work groceries, family, community, we are constantly thinking, overthinking is when you get to the point where it's causing you distress, we are definitely in that stage now, people are terrified for their lives, people who are already dealing with anxiety or OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder types, it's over, it's over, like it's over the threshold now, yeah. right, we'll be, and again, understanding this, then we can work on, you know what, let's break this down now, we it comes around acceptance. And this acceptance doesn't mean that you have to like it. It just means what we say in Arabic, submit myself to God. This is another form of submission right here. And there's so many folks out there who are talking about it from a spiritual real, religious perspective as well. And I'm sure a lot of us have tuned in to, to hear this because we're craving for knowledge. We're craving for how to deal with this from a spiritual perspective as well. But from a psychological perspective, we use these terms as well, acceptance even mm. if you don't like it acceptance means how to negotiate within your environment. Right. So this is again, part of the grieving process to coming to terms with it. This is individual coming to terms with this could be so different for you than it is for me. But than so, anybody so if, else. I, if
0: I can, if I can jump in there, um, cause I think as you rightly said, like the, the theoretical side of things is, is very important and understanding, um, like where we're at in our own heads and, and appreciating that. And I, I think, it's it's, as i said it's almost been like a a concern for people having so much time um to think and reflect and sometimes it can be quite overwhelming to be stuck with your thoughts um and and i know there's no one particular route or way of achieving this but what are some of the ways because i i know some for example things like headspace like if we're talking about overthinking whilst in quarantine I know that you know some ways of like meditation, Headspace. Also, I think CBT. We might have discussed before cognitive behavioral therapy. You can you can log off by the way. I can just take over and talking about all all this mental health stuff. I know. No, <laughs> Go for it. You know this no, but, now. But, You're but a pro. So, I, I know there love. are some things like that. Um, and and yeah. whilst people might have had. Um, much smaller symptoms or much smaller issues that they were dealing with in their own hands now it's it's only kind of grown and magnified and, and so now they seriously need to start considering um, ways of, of making sure that they essentially stay sane amongst everything that we're facing um, but what are I mean if we if we start on like ground zero what are the what are the building blocks that we need right now um, to help us overcome this from from like a managing
1: your stress managing managing your stress stress. i think everybody's doing the same thing right now and when and this is a conversation we've always had when we talk about mental health is taking care of your stress this is so much more prevalent now these days because when you take care of lowering your stress levels this automatically takes care of your overthinking as well because you're in a calmer place calmer Mm. state right? So ground yourselves. If you didn't know how you responded to stress before, you're constantly thinking about money. If you go to the grocery store, you're going to be impacted by that. Are you going to bring that home back to your family? It's terrifying thinking about that, right? But then as in any day or time when we're thinking about overthinking, we have to bring it down to managing the stress so that we're not going constantly over there. What does managing your stress mean? It's the basic things, making sure you're eating well. I know that can also be a challenge these days. Sleeping well, that's also a huge challenge these days yeah. with the the time being off like that. And so eating, sleeping, and exercise. For those of us who were gym goers before, this is driving us crazy, right? With the stress hormones just got flaring up. We have to learn how to bring those stress levels down, the the cortisol and other stress hormones in our body by finding other ways of getting rid of those stress hormones in the form of exercise, whether it's yoga, whether it's stretching. There's tons. I know here in Canada, that's been the case, but you can easily YouTube exercise from Mm. home and it gives you different options how to do that. Right. And if you are in a household where there's a lot of toxic energy, learning how to disengage yourself. This is where CBT but and I, I was mindfulness gonna say, comes so, in as so, well, right? Sorry to, Learning, to cut you off, but um, th- that's that's it.
0: another concern of mine that I, I feel like they're already talking about domestic abuse um, potentially being on the rise. I haven't yet seen any facts to say that things have been, but naturally this is going to be a case, as yeah. you know, we've discussed in the past on this podcast. And sorry, just before I continue, a couple of people are asking if this will be recorded. Yes, this is going out on the Muslim Vibe podcast. Um, and, and we're hoping to also be able to capture the video from it. So that'll be uploaded on our YouTube, um, just for those people that are asking, but and, and guys, if you have any questions as well, feel free to jump in. We are reading the comments and I'll be writing them down. So hopefully I don't miss, um, too many of them, but, um, yeah, coming back to talking about, you know, we've discussed toxic relationships in the past and those don't go away. And I think that the big thing here is that whilst this is suddenly, um, changed our lives um in in such a huge way all of the pre-existing issues that we had in our relationships in our own heads you know with our family whatever it might be those still exist Um, and and we're having to kind of overcome and tackle and deal with that from an entirely different in an entirely different way now I think Um, so how I I guess it's almost like this advice that we need or, or the input that we need right now is not stuff that's necessarily linked to coronavirus but actually broader issues that we now need to deal with yeah. because we're, we're, we're being forced to face them head on because we're stuck in exactly. that environment with that brother, sister, mother, father, child that we don't get on with or we have issues with. Um, so, so again, we, we've talked about, or we've mentioned CBT, we've mentioned headspace and, and meditation, but w- what are the kind of things, like if you find yourself, for example, in, in a tricky situation with somebody um, in your house and, and as you said, you, you, know, we, you can't leave the house um what are you supposed to do how do you disengage
1: so this is something that i've always connected with clients when they tell me they're stuck with a parent that's very toxic or negative energy and they can't leave the house mm. take it a, a lever a, a level deeper cultural or religious households as well and becomes even more challenging because you're supposed to respect and obey your parents right yeah. so Absolutely. And this is, this is, I think we're all stuck with, with with this right now, those who are in these types of situations, you are stuck with this even more. the idea here when we say disengage is not to get yourself emotionally engaged. So say somebody's saying something to you that is making you feel upset. You are being triggered, Mm. right? You're being triggered by something that's making you feel unpleasant. So obviously you're going to respond in a negative way, right? So what we're saying here with the disengagement is when it comes at you, don't let it go through you. You have put this protective barrier to let it bounce off of you. Listen to it or hear it, but don't really listen to it. Don't let it come inside here. Mm. Okay, so putting up a shell around yourself, yeah. say in terms of acceptance, I know this person's got toxic attitude, negative, they're harsh, they're hostile. I know this, I'm aware. So what I'm going to do is make sure that when they say something, I'm not going to take it too personally. I'm not going to let myself respond in anger i'm gonna breathe okay take 10 deep breaths as they're speaking to me focusing on the breathing rather than on what they're saying i'm going to ground myself meaning you can put your foot on the floor observe your feet in terms of oh i can feel how cool the floor is underneath me i can feel my socks i can you see how your focus is now on the socks rather than what the person is telling you another thing is perhaps is using your senses so touching your clothes perhaps feeling the texture of your clothes. Oh, this is rough, or oh, this is smooth, or this, while the person's in front of you. So you see how your mind is going on your senses and being mindful, and rather than listening to the words, really listening to them, then responding to that, okay? So that's another way of doing it. When somebody's attacking you or saying something you don't like, Hmm. rather than respond, breathe for 10 deep, slow breaths, breathing through your nose, holding your breath and releasing that can slow down your heart rate rather than letting it go bam, bam, bam and just like responding right away to that because that's how we respond to anger, right? Yeah. Or things that are very highly emotional. So grounding yourself, using mindfulness techniques like that, like that in the moment and also trying not to take things too personally.
0: Which, I is think hard, which is very hard. Which is very hard. Ultimately, I mean, I think, you know, we, as you said, we've come around to, to accept the reality that we're in, which is that you know, in most parts of the world, there is a sort of lockdown or quarantine or self isolation, and 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 that is throwing a lot our way. So, moving on slightly, um, if we look at how to tackle the news, um, and what I mean by that is, is that you know, for most people, the routine is you kind of wake up, check your phone, you know, go on social media, check the news, see what's going on.
1: I stopped. I stopped
0: I, I, but 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 so this, this <laughs> was this was going to be my question is that like with yeah. everything that's going on people like to stay yeah. informed like to know what's happening but at the same time um it is all very negative and difficult like in in the uk yesterday i think there were over 700 deaths um due to coronavirus like in in a single uh-huh. day um and, and and they're not and and this isn't the peak yet we're still rising in new york i think it was 680 in new york alone 680 deaths in the same 24 hours um, like the numbers are 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 crazy and, and I think a lot of people either know friends or family members or somebody that has either died or has um, contracted the virus and yes. then you also have the cycle of fear and anxiety and worry for them but at the same time the complete inability to do absolutely anything um and, and it's a it's, it's i think it's very daunting the fact that you know we can see our, our loved ones struggling and you can't even visit them in the hospital you can't visit them at home you can't prepare food for absolutely. their family we, we you know we're, we're mm. absolutely um incapable of 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 mm. i guess fulfilling our very basic instincts um so coming back to, to talking about news how are we supposed to so your approach was to just completely disengage um
1: not, not 100 completely yeah. but I remember the first uh, week or so I was doing what you did what you said every morning wake up and looking at the news and I could feel myself getting to that stressed mm. mode of panic and worry so I came across this really I don't I, I forget where I read this or which colleague mentioned it to me so I'm not just to make sure I didn't make this up this was something I heard from another professional yeah. that they advised um to set a, spe- a specific time for reading or catching up on the news related to this, to stay informed, but not allow yourself to get into the panic. I heard uh, Sheikh Mohammed Halli say the other day on the live um, with, I think, Harakat al-Husseini, and he said something brilliant, that now we have gotten so many PhD Whatsappers you know, from WhatsApp in terms of all the knowledge, <laughs> the great knowledge that's been shared around you know, WhatsApp moms and uh, pseudo-doctors. I was going to say, whatnot, they're all over 60. Not making fun of them. Yeah, right. Bless their hearts. That's their social media contact, right? And this is their way of supporting, but that the intent is no doubt good in terms of trying to support and send awareness at the same time as causing a panic and, and um, hysteria because some of this information is incorrect mm-hmm. and it's causing a lot more stress. So what I have seen has been good advice on this and I'm relaying this advice as well from my colleagues and other mental health professionals is Uh, first of all, find a reliable source that is legitimate in terms of giving the statistics and the numbers and the guidelines in your area. Mm -hmm. First, know what that resource is. And second, set a specific time during the day where you're going to see that. First thing in the morning, I would say would probably set you off in terms of anxiety being high, perhaps not right away when you wake up, Mm -hmm. perhaps engaging in some mindfulness activities when you wake up, whether it's breathing, whether it's du'a, whether it's dhikr, whether it's other forms of relaxation techniques that you have come across, or maybe you can learn now to do, set off on your morning. But of course, if you need to leave the house, if you need to do something and need to learn what's happening like in terms of the updates, do that. Here in Canada, every day, the prime minister is going on a live, and talking about updates. So I've noticed myself over the last three days that I would actually go and listen to it for a few minutes and yeah. then just hear what's going on. And then I say, you know what? I'm going to read later what everything was. I'm not going to sit here the whole time and listen to it. But I've noticed myself now. I think we're all trying to figure out our routines. Yeah, We're all trying to figure it out now. And we're at that middle stage now. Like we said, we're in that stage of negotiating with our environment in this process of grief in terms of how we're figuring things out. This is one of those things you need to figure out as well. Who, in terms of reliable, source, legitimate, and when. Because you know what time of day this is going to impact you. Going to bed is not a good time either to to read the news and update yourself what's going on, because that's going to stay in your mind. That's going to cause more anxiety before you go to bed, which could impact your sleep, including nightmares, including not a restful, relaxed sleep. So you got to mm-hmm. be mindful during the day when is a good time to do that.
0: I, I think um, what's what's interesting for me in, in in the various conversations that we've had um, is is there's a notion of of there not being one particular recipe for success. Um, so like you said you there know s- yeah. people have different times when when their brains are most active people have different times and different triggers for example that will trigger their anxiety or their self-consciousness or whatever it might be and right. and so therefore obviously naturally, there aren't going to be the same remedies um, for these or the same kind of techniques that would work for everyone and so i think it's i think i've always felt like the first step is always self-awareness and and being yes, able I to do. understand and reflect on on what it is that you particular you particularly are dealing with and what your problems are and your triggers are and then looking right. for the solutions and also it's a trial and error so you might try something yes. that worked really well for somebody else even though they had exactly the same problem um but yes. actually that just doesn't resonate with you for whatever reason Um, And and so a big part of it seems like, number one, accepting or acknowledging that you have a problem, um, but then also being ready to go on the journey um, to find the solution or find the path to redemption, if we can call it that. But you know what I mean, like the the path to, to, let's say, recovering or repairing. Um, I I don't want to get too far behind. There were a couple of questions that came in. Um, on, on the chat as you, were, as you were speaking. So someone asked what to do about those who refuse to accept how serious the situation is. Um, and I think what's interesting about that is, is also from like mm-hmm. a self-reflective perspective is yeah. that we care about ourselves in all of this, but also about everybody else and our loved ones, especially in our friends and family. Um, and it can be very frustrating. And, and I think, you know, from my position, for example, trying to convince my dad at least initially to stay home um was very difficult um because he he's like me he loves to be out the house and whatever but then as time has gone on I think he's sort of come around to understanding the severity of of everything but how I guess how do we deal with those people but also how do we come to terms within within ourselves because I don't think you can convert everyone to understand how serious everything is no one's going to see the world like you do
1: absolutely you you can't force people to believe what you believe or or see the reality of what's going on you can share the information and leave it at that at the same time this is something that impacts everybody mm. it's a global issue and it impacts everybody so we need, need to be perhaps a little bit more what's a good positive word here
0: you can be negative Impactful. Fine. Forceful. no i was
1: gonna say for it can't be for well forceful let's say more influencing or more um trying to to convince right yeah. like with the statistics perhaps legitimate resources and even using with perhaps some of our elders in our community who listen more let's say to the religious people is to yeah. use religion and we've seen a lot of that uh being shared in terms of what to do when there's a pandemic or when there's a a contagious virus and we have a hadith and 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 whatnot that that's been talking about that. So perhaps sharing that with people, but again, not being disrespectful. We have seen though that when there's a lockdown, you're not allowed to leave the house, there are being fines out there as well. This is how serious this is. I'm just explaining that to people. People are getting fined if they're leaving the house if they don't have a good reason to leave. Mm. They're really trying to crack down on this to keeping the curve low. But as you said earlier, with the numbers rising in England and the UK, this is the reality where it's gonna be happening everywhere if people don't take this seriously. It's wajib on you. And this is what we've heard from the Maraja as well. It is wajib for you to do that. They're doing pleas in Karbala now. And I, I was hearing this on Karbala TV the other day. Professionals uh, coming, medical professionals, talking to the channel. And, and they were saying, so the shabaniya is coming up in a few days. This is a big ziyarah. I've actually been to the ziyada during Sha'baniyyah a couple of years ago. It's next level Arba'iniyyah, but it's a festive occasion, a happy occasion for the, the birth of the Imam. So... They're begging people stay home. Do not come. Do not come and pay your respects. You're killing people if you're carrying the virus. Mm. Stay home and send your salam from far. You don't you don't need to be because people are in each other's faces. For those who've been on the ziyaras or been to Hajj or been to anywhere where the millions are there, you're in each other's faces. You're gonna spread that virus very easily. So we have to be aware that when you put it to that extent, when you're saying the harams are shut down. Huh? When hmm. you're explaining it to that level, people can't ignore that anymore.
0: I, I think even even like uh, looking at when Mecca uh, shut down as well, um, and mm-hmm. and and the the few days when I think they were doing like a deep clean and whatever, and it was completely closed. I think for 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 the the wider Muslim world, that really uh, it hit them opens yeah. people's eyes. Um, it did, and, and they're talking now about Hajj potentially being cancelled as well. Um people I wouldn't are, be surprised. But people are appreciating now kind of how serious this is. And I, I think ultimately, you know, from from as I said, my experience, I think it's about being able to speak to people on their own individual level. Um, so using the language a language. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and understanding U- using the and right we talked language. About
1: that. We talked about that before in terms of how to get the message across with mental health. The same yeah. thing now. You And also, it's not a cookie-cutter approach. Yeah. What works for me may not work for you. So we have to be creative in terms of how to get the message across, mm-hmm. whether it's using religion like we've seen in the, the religious circles, whether it's the social that we've done, with the social circles, the academic, whatever language or whatever mentality that works, we have to get the message across like that to children as well, right? But and I feel like it also,
0: it also needs needs for for you so i mean the person that asked the question about dealing with um other people who who refuse to accept how serious this all is i feel like you as an individual need to understand your audience and and as you said like what are the triggers that will get them to to listen is it like oh you know think about your parents is it think about your children is it think about the community is it uh oh you know the scholars are saying it like what, what what is it that people will actually resonate with um, and and using that and essentially that's that's like it's like business right if you're, if you're exactly. selling something it's the same same logic that you use. Um, someone exactly. asked a question which I think was similar to the first couple of questions, but I think um, since they've asked it on a live, we might as well kind of address sure. it very briefly. But then we're asking yes. about how to deal with all the negative thoughts um, that come along right now. So maybe again, like if you have. I'm going to keep asking you for practical tips, but if you have other practical Please. tips that people can use, um, even like small things, like you mentioned earlier, when facing someone um, who who you who is toxic or whatever, breathing 10 times or feeling the material of your clothes and, and seeing how that feels. And these are, I, again, I've never come across these before, but they're very good kind of coping techniques and, and strategies essentially for dealing with that. But with regards to negative thoughts, and I think it's something that people face outside of times like now, but as we said right at the beginning, everything is just times a hundred because we're in isolation. Some people live at home alone and they're not working. And so it's just, you know, there's only so much Netflix you can watch. Um, So yeah, how, how do we deal with negative thoughts?
1: The negative thoughts, again, daily, we always have thoughts going through our heads, which are also negative and can Just make you feel a certain way so what we do here is try to look at recognizing and replacing these negative thoughts yeah so when the negative thought floats into your head and you're noticing you're feeling a certain way being aware is the first step ah this is a negative thought okay so with this negative thought what can i do to replace it with a more reasonable thought right So people always ask, how can I be more positive? How can I do this? How can I do that? Well, first be aware when you're having this negative thought, right? There's this great tool that we use in therapy and it's a CBT type of thing, but it's something we can do daily. And it's by Dr. David Burns, who's the guru of anxiety. And I actually took a training with him a few years ago and he's, he's amazing. He will get clients to be triggered on the spot with their negative thoughts inducing panic attacks, panic attacks rather, but then he safe environment where they will work through the anxiety to get to the root. Of that negative thought that caused you to feel this way so <clears throat> excuse me in a more practical level daily level with the daily thought record is that you want to be aware of this negative thought be aware of how it makes you feel so it yeah. makes you feel low it makes you know attacks you, it makes you worry it makes you feel angry frustrated whatever negative feeling you get from that negative thought be aware of it rate that out of ten how high is it Chances are when it first comes to you, you're you're feeling it pretty intensely. So then the next part is to be aware of all those negative thoughts. I'm such a loser. I'm such this. Oh, this is going to kill me and my family. It's going to this. I'm going to catch it. If I just go touch something from the grocery stores, I need toilet paper. hmm. You know, like all (laughs) these types of things because we're buying into the mob mentality, the herd mentality here. So here you can engage, um, not rather engage, but entertain, okay? Entertain by... Think, thinking or writing down all these negative thoughts, rate them out of 10. Chances are they're pretty high, pretty believable at this point. Then what you want to do is, is go back and see what fallacies are these? Am I personalizing? Am I blaming? Am I making feelings facts? Am I catastrophizing? Right? So there's a whole bunch of distortions that we have in and the book that I use the self-esteem workbook when we talk about this specific thing list 13 of them I don't have them all in mind right now but these are things that we all connect with like fairy tale fantasy negating the positive catastrophizing blaming making feelings facts etc etc these are things that we all do in the thought process of our daily lives now they're you know just you know um what's the word I'm looking for uh through the roof I can't the, there you go. <laughs> That's an e word, but I can't remember. <laughs> so then what you do after you uh, are aware and you label the negative thought, then we do the work process of let's put a more reasonable thought. Hmm? Mm. more reasonable thought. And let's look at the, what's happening right now. Are we not hearing the professionals say that we have been through worst, worse pandemics where more deaths have happened in the past than this, right? We've also looked at those who get the virus have a large chance of recovering, right? We've also heard this. So you see how you replace it with a more reasonable thought. We're all going to die. No, we're not all going to die. We don't know. That's in God's hands. But at the same time, we do what we can, right? Yeah. So replacing with a more reasonable uh, uh, fact or, or thought. So being aware of the thought, being aware of the emotion, labeling it, replacing it with a more reasonable thought. So this is an actual step-by-step that you can do. I get clients to actually write this down until they learn the process and they do it automatically in their head. Now, these clients who've successfully managed this is that when a thought comes, they automatically go through this process and get to the more reasonable thought right away. So this is something we can practice, being aware of the thought, being aware of how it makes you feel, mm. right? Replacing it with a more reasonable thought. So this is one way of, of working with negative thoughts.
0: Uh, that was a a brilliant answer. Like I, 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 the thing is, I feel like a lot of the time, um, conversations around mental health get a bit airy fairy at times. Um, yeah. <laughs> whereas, whereas this was this was definitely very practical and and makes sense. And I, I think like th- th- there's a there's a great logic there, which which is is re- I think really important for people to um, process and implement when they're kind of going through all of this. Um, the last question that I had that was written down and and like, we can, let's see where it takes us, but it was about the notion of keeping busy. Um, and this was something that I was in conversation with a friend who has bought a thousand piece, uh, jigsaw puzzle, um, (laughs) to, (laughs) to keep busy during, um, what's happening right now, but also as like a distraction tool, um, because and like, you know, we keep coming back to the fact that things are so grim right now. Um, you know, I, I, I personally feel like we're, we've, we're seeing this once in our lifetimes, probably will never happen again. And I don't think it'll happen again sure, for another yeah. few generations. Um, sure. You know, th- these things are very exceptional. I, I don't know if you know, like yesterday, the queen came out and gave a speech. Um, and it's like the fourth or fifth time she's done that outside of her queen's speech that she gives yes, at Christmas. I- I saw that, um, yes. And if that doesn't tell you how significant it is, then then nothing ever will. Um, but uh, so, yeah, the, the final question was about um, keeping busy and this being a distraction tool. Now, I feel like it's obviously effective, but is it running away from our problems and our anxieties? and like, Or is it just the case that everything's too much? Let's bury our head in the sands until this is all over and, and move on. Because I feel like that doesn't actually you don't build in that you're just kind of saying, okay, I can't deal with this. So I'm just going to forget it. And then when stuff's back to normal, I can start again. Um, Yeah. So what are your thoughts?
1: You know, clients who come in with that same type of issue in terms of, do I just ignore the the crisis that I'm in? Or I find that people who ignore deny (laughs) push it like this, it comes back to hit them harder. This is from a clinical perspective, from what I've seen in, in sessions with people. Yeah. And so when facing a problem, facing a conflict and dealing with it head on, we try to problem solve to get through it. Now, the non-counselor side of me is going to say what you said. Hell no, this is something that we have not experienced in our <laughs> lifetime. What is going on? We're just trying to adjust. So the therapist comes back and talks to Barack, like, whoa, calm down. But but we also have to address the, the reality. This is not something we have experienced before. Yeah. We are learning how to deal with it. If it takes healthy now, here let's let's be realistic and and, and be quite clear in terms of the wording here. What is uh like what kind of hobby or what kind of distraction are you putting yourself in? Is it a healthy distraction, right? Because some people could be prone to getting into um, using substances or unhealthy addictions to to distract themselves, to get away from facing the problem, which is not going to be very good for you in the end, of course, uh, to say the least. But to be realistic in terms of what can I do in terms of coping with this in a healthy way? some people just shut down and I, and I get that and, and I appreciate that sometimes we just don't know how to deal with difficult situations, which is why a lot of us are saying, please reach out, use the online supports, use the virtual supports to talk to someone. And there's, mashallah, lots of supports whether it's in the UK or North America phone lines and whatnot we, we've uh, worked with the uh, what, 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 the Muslim Youth Helpline in, um, in the UK before yeah. here in Canada we've got nasiha. but there's so much supports that are still out there to help you get through it. So I'm I'm on the edge uh, on both sides, so to speak. Sure, you can you know Netflix yourself <laughs> until six a.m. and then and then does then that what? count
0: as one of the unhealthy addictions?
1: Yes, and I was guilty of it one night. So for, and four a.m. is okay.
0: I think four a.m. is okay, but six a.m. is a problem, right?
1: <laughs> but then you can't get up for Fajr. Then what have you done, right there, right? <laughs> you then you stay start up Fudger. It's okay. Netf- Netflix and Fudger so, depends what you're watching, right? <laughs> so the argument can go yeah, back yeah, of and course. forth. I tried that one night and it wasn't on purpose. It just happened. And I did do it till Fajr. I didn't pray. I'm like, no way I'm going to sleep. I'm not going to get up to pray. Yeah. But I found the next day I felt that I was jet lagged. Like I was just come to the UK or something. Well, like, you I'm know, So, so interesting.
0: Someone's just mentioned in the comments about mentioning yeah. uh, about binging on food and TV. Um, and, and this is, this is the point I was making when I mentioned Netflix that like, I, I feel like anything, cause you meant you talked about uh, you fueling an addiction, I feel like yeah. anything uh, in excess, and this is obviously like even an Islamic perspective, anything in excess is is too much, is, is, is going to be harmful. Um, so I think naturally, as you said, like everyone is going to watch Netflix right now. Everyone's going to be watching TV or indulging more. Like we've started baking a lot more in our house just because... Why not, Have you right?
1: noticed the weight change?
0: I've been running as well, so it's okay. I'm balancing Good. it.
1: Alhamdulillah. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's about balance and moderation yeah, while yeah, we're yeah. figuring this all out because this is a global trauma. I was reading something a, a therapist mentioned the other day. Day. Don't buy into this kind of thing. You have to be productive or you have to be this or you have to be that. No, you don't have to be anything right now except try to calm your body physically and emotionally till we figure out how to deal with this. This is all new for us. Yeah. Let's not sugarcoat this and say, you can be productive. It took me three weeks to set up my home office. Mm.
0: For well, example, to, to, you know, it's funny you say which that. Which means
1: compassion, which means compassion. Sorry, brother, just no, to no finish way. off this idea. It's about compassion right now to be compassionate, self compassionate to yourself, to others, not to be so hard with your negative thoughts on yourself, and mm. not to be so harsh and judgmental on others, including, let's say, the folks who are buying toilet paper, because this is their way of dealing with the panic. I was one of those who was really shocked at that first. I didn't understand it till I really thought about it, looked into studies, looked into that, and I realized what it was. You know, this is people's way of dealing with the stress and also not understanding, right? So we have to come really bring out our self-compassion for ourselves to others, to the vulnerable, the elderly, and, and just really truly with ourselves right now while we're figuring out what this is all about. This is so important right now.
0: No, I, I was just gonna, as I tried to rudely interrupt you, <laughs> I was no, just no, about to no, say, we'll that, it, um, say that with 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 my like my working situation as well. So I'm working from home right now, and I I very much almost not. I don't know if it's compartmentalizing, but I'm when I'm at home, I'm at home, and when I'm at work, I'm at work. So right. suddenly bringing my my computer here and and my microphone as well, and like recording podcasts here and. Uh, you know, email, e- emails, and just working from here, I found really, really difficult. And it's literally taken it me, I would say, two, two and a bit weeks um, to get into yeah. the flow of things. And right. what's, you know, what's interesting, and, and again, like, this is something that I maybe wouldn't normally have done. But I was talking to one of my business partners, and he was, you know, we were, we we're just having like a little work update, because Alhamdulillah, our business is still in operation right now. um, It's not affected too much by what's what's currently going on. 100%. And he was like, you know, what's going on? What's the latest? You've gone quiet. And I was like, but to be honest, I'm struggling to to find the workflow. Um, yeah. and, I, and I think it's very difficult sometimes for us to actually own up and admit that we are struggling a little bit. It's not all straightforward. Um, and as I said, I'm at, I'm at the place now where I think I can self-diagnose well enough that I know what's going on. But then I don't actually know how to remedy this stuff. So I, as I said, you know, as we said earlier, it's all about trial and error. And I think, you know, like feeling our way around in the dark until we figure out what works exactly. for us. Um, exactly. I'm conscious of the time, by the way, because I know this is your lunch break hour.
1: I'm okay. I'm good. Are you sure? I'm absolutely, you know, some of the the tips in terms of food and and whatnot and related to that. Mm. I think a lot of us have been cooking more, right? And probably some rich, fattening, delicious, (laughs) unhealthy perhaps. And I'm guilty of having done that. I'm actually now doing a detox. Oh, nice to help me manage I say this nice, a little
0: bit better it's delicious yourself.
1: it's it's because it's spinach that's why <laughs> but you don't taste it but things so people are saying well what can i do well yeah. this is an opportunity through the difficulty that we're experiencing to look at things because we're all in this mode of change and mm. it's very unsettling for our bodies to find grounding is to perhaps experiment with new things as well right as part of the compassion is to say let's try something different in this state of change that is happening yeah. right to to find our footing
0: so someone, it's really
1: important to do that too
0: someone said something quite interesting to me about all of this and it was about um <laughs> the fact that often we ask for or we ask Allah for for like uh all the noise to go away so that we can you know refocus Re, like, think and whatever, yeah Um, yes. And, and we're here now. And I find it might not be as, as we thought it, but like in the UK, um, you know, a lot of people have been furloughed, which means that, and no one knew what the word furlough meant a few days ago, but it's like everyone knows this now. So, people are getting 80% I of don't. their salary. So, basically, the government's oh, okay. paying eight people 80% of their salary and they stay at home. Um, that's now, amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's very strange. And so a lot of companies who are unable to kind of function right now are furloughing their staff. And as I said, like, you know, we never imagined that we would have our entire days to ourselves um, where we can do whatever we want. We don't have to worry. We're being paid to literally do nothing. But I feel like at the same time, for a lot of people, that can be quite overwhelming i can um,
1: especially if you're used to being active and working i saw a meme the other day and humor is really important by the way to get us through this right now to boost up our immunity and reduce stress yeah. and the the meme talked about you how many times have you been given the opportunity in a lifetime to stay home watch tv to save the world it just brought perspective to bad, me in a it? way that <laughs> it's an interesting thing right but a lot of people need to be engaged need mm. to be active need to but this is so- yeah, but this is what
0: i was going to say like the the worry for a lot of people is actually that their own um mind like they're not used to listening to themselves all, all they're mm. used to is the noise of the world to distract them but then like you know when you think about what the what your purpose is like what gives your world meaning so beyond yes. working um, and, and I've I've had this conversation with, with various kind of people on the podcast, but beyond working, like if, if you work in the finance sector, and I apologize to finance sector workers when I say this, but like if, if your job is just to kind of make money for somebody else or to, right. you know, what I mean, trade in stocks and blah, 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 whatever, other than like physical wealth, what are you benefiting from your job? Probably or, or, right. or what benefit are you giving from your job? Um, and then now it's like, okay, that's all been parked, let's say for argument's sake now what are you doing in your day that is that gives it value or even like you know maybe right now we can't do, we can't do anything yeah exactly balance. but when yeah. in our former lives what what was yes. offering the balance because for some people and, and this is the thing i i respect that people have their own kind of level of commitment and engagement and whatever for some people it's just volunteering at the mosque and that's a fantastic thing that they're doing um for right. for others like like yourself for example you're able to to tie in the, the religious, along with the spiritual and the whole counseling stuff. And, and your, your kind of personal brand is the Muslim counselor, where you're able to, to bring all your worlds together and help people and work with Muslims specifically and, and shine Shama. a light on mental yeah. health issues. But a lot of people don't necessarily have that avenue in their day job. Um, so I think, you know, for people listening to this, to, to take a minute and actually think about what it is that gives their life meaning. Um, and, and it might be quite a dark road getting to the answer. And, and you might have to make a lot of tough decisions once we come out of all of this whether you know it's leaving your job changing your relationship whatever it might be and I'm not advocating for people to leave their jobs and get divorces that's not what I'm saying no, here no. but but what I mean is like you know we have to we have to assess um w- what's going on essentially does that make sense
1: absolutely this is I think part of why God grounded us mm. so to speak so that we can reflect and redirect our life, our mission, our goals, the finding meaning in life. And there's two things I wanted to mention here. First, when we talked about balance, okay, balance in our life, the quote of Imam Musa Al-Kadhim always comes to my mind when we talk about dividing our time. And he talks about dividing our time into four things, right? To God, to yourself, family and friends, and work. And that division right there has been shifted for us. But it also talks about wellness. How are you going to divide that time, right? And so reflecting on these four aspects of wellness in our lives, how are you going to do all of these things in what way? Okay, mm-hmm. so that's one aspect. And the other aspect, which completely slipped my mind right now, it had to do with meaning. Yes, it, uh, Dr. Victor Frankl who's a psychologist and a Holocaust survivor. And I think we've spoken about him before. And I, as a, as a young psych student, I loved his work because I couldn't find anything Islamic at the time when I was studying, when it came to counseling and psychology, but I connected deeply with this Jewish psychologist because he talked about things that was very similar to us as Muslims. He survived and he noticed those during the Holocaust when he was in the concentration camps, those that survived are the ones who had meaning in their lives. Mm -hmm. and who found meaning in suffering, who believed in God and Mm -hmm. had something to live forward to, such as love. And I found that so powerful as a young Muslim psych student. I connected deeply with that. Over the years, I've developed and reflected more on that and then put it more into practice now. And then we see a lot more resources that coming out and books and, and theories being translated from... Uh, the al Bayt alayhi al-Salam research from Quran into modern-day psych and counseling practices because it's come a long way. But we see that now, we see that if we can find meaning in our struggle, yeah. in our suffering, and of course this is the epitome of what we get out of the messages of Karbala and Sayyidina Zainab and Imam Hussain alayhi al-Salam, where we connect with these ideas, right? Finding meaning in suffering, finding meaning in, in connecting to God and love and what that means. <laughs> of course, it's very individual, yeah. but at the same time, This is the opportunity right now where we have been given that pause to reflect on things. Again, I'm talking not more about forcing yourself to think about things because that's pushing yourself and we just said we want to be more compassionate, right? But finding some kind of reflection for you that's important that you can grow during this time That you can apply later, but also being aware and cognizant that this is a time of crisis for us. This is a time of trauma that we're all experiencing at the global level. But how we individualize that and what, you know, bringing meaning out of it for us, it's what's important for ourselves with love, with compassion, with caution as well when it comes to the guidelines. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I I think that does make sense. And, and there are some, some comments with some thumbs up and clapping hands and love that. And absolutely. So people, people are definitely, I think, resonating with what you're saying. And I, I think what's quite interesting as well about the fact that we're doing this live is that we've had these conversations in the past. And I always feel really energized when I hear um, some of the answers that you give talking about all of this, but then I don't Bless know you. how other people are perceiving it when they listen. Um, so it's yes. quite nice being able to have this conversation kind of this with well, this I'm podcast I guess recording almost done live um, because yeah. I, I'm seeing that people are also kind of sharing my um, appreciation for for what you're kind of bringing to the table um, I, I think I think it's probably a, a good enough place to end um, so I, I just wanted to I guess thank you for 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 sharing with us and and I you know I don't know what's gonna happen and and we had a discussion before recording this about how you were saying that also the now there's a, there's a lot more demand for people to to create content especially digitally and online and even that can burn us out and, and like yes. even with with our own team with the Muslim vibe we're finding that as well that there's we, we want to be able to do so much but also like we're we're we're, we're struggling with capacity and communication is difficult and everything else and and so it's about being able to and and also the fact that it's not just like other people are dealing with a problem and and we're not we're also struggling with we're all in this together we're We're all all in in this together exactly um can I just
1: remind the remind can you remind you and myself and everybody yeah and I and this was a reminder I, I learned from um Eckhart Tolle as well when he talks about living in the moment and thinking in the moment we have not always been like this mm-hmm. we will not always be like this this is just now this is just for now live in the moment for now be mindful be aware mm-hmm. and for us as muslims to use the spirituality that the gifts of spirituality that we've given from the quran from the ahl bayt but also supporting each other as well right so we have not always been there we're not always going to be there This is just for now. This can help help you ground yourself as well when these negative thoughts are just flaring up. If there's anything you can take out of this today, we've not always been there. We're not always going to be there. This is just now.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Bless you, brother. Thank you.
0: So that was my conversation with um, Sister Barack. I think we might do this again. We had a couple of messages um, from people and I'm, I asked a few friends that were also watching and uh, they found it really interesting and, and, and I think really important, especially uh, at, at this time um, when I think anxiety levels and everything is kind of heightened. So we might be live on Instagram on Monday. Uh, you might be listening to this on Monday because this is gonna go out on a Sunday. But, um, yeah Monday we might we might go live um or Tuesday and we'll be discussing similar things we'll be taking more questions but also trying to kind of theme it around a particular area I think um yeah the mental health side of things is is going to be key um when it comes to coronavirus and and dealing with all of it so um yeah definitely uh do let us know I mean if you have any questions feel free to email me on salim at the muslimvibe.com um but yeah do let us know if if you think these conversations are use, useful um and if you would like more of it um yeah that's everything for another tmv podcast uh thank you for listening thank you for being here and stay safe